You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizchol Daraisa. I'm here with Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechofel, uh, right in a couple of hours before Shabbos, Shabbos Parshas Noyach. Uh, Parshas Barashas sort of gets uh, short shrift, especially this year, right? And right? Parshas Barashas, with all its uh, imagery and, and power and discussion of the tachlis of humanity, Adam one, Adam two, all the uh, the the aspects of, of Barashas and the all the, the the strangeness towards the end of the parsha, it all has to be you know collapsed into one day or during Chalamayin. Parshas Neyach though gets a complete week always, right? Uh, many times you see that even in Drush Svarim, you see Parshas Bereshis is very meager. The Parshas Neyach, because of the way uh, we do Kriyas Hatera since the Chach Bavel, it gets a whole week of involvement. Um, I'm not sure if it deserves the complete week that it does, Umas uh, Bereshis, but I know that, um, uh, you know, before we get into Klal Yisrael and to, into the story of the Avais, we have this really, you got to admit, an objectively, a, a very strange, a strange parsha, right? It's strange on so many levels, and um, I know that uh, almost thirty years ago, I know that uh, you were already uh, taking up the cudgel and and dealing with uh, those that have had uh, had their problems with this parsha. Why don't you take it from there, okay? Well, there, there, there was a school of thought which developed uh, evidently from. Um... Rabbi Schubert Spiro, used to be in Cleveland, and then was in Barilana, I think, somewhere as well, that uh, came to to regard the Mabul as a myth, and that never took place. And uh, I'm not sure whether they all Noach actually uh, lived or didn't actually live. Maybe he he played with boats in his bathtub, and he called that a Mabul. But um, they deny that they say there's no scientific evidence for the Mabul, and therefore, you come to the conclusion that Mabel didn't exist, didn't take place. So, now, and this is this is despite you know the incredible amount of detail. I mean, let's let's just put things on the table for the Rambam and others to view Gan Eden and Odom and Chava allegorically. Could it they least? Don't. Per- they don't. First, the Malmed again. I disagree with you. The, the, the Rambam feels that we need I to... Looked, uh, I, when, when, when people made this claim, like uh, uh, Slivkin and others, that uh, Rambam thinks allegorically, there's no such Rambam. Did you look in the Malmad? You looked in, 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 in the Malmad at Almedim? I'm looking What does Mama do for me? Okay. The point is, this they were inspired by the Rambam to see, and this was a, a sheet in Yadus. The see. Rambam says that about Kadmus Oilam, that if he had to we interpret Chumash in theory to the stem with Kadmus Oilam, he could do it. That's what he says. In practice, he doesn't say anything as an allegory. But, but, but the Rambam feels a lot of the what can be taken from Odom and Chava is, is a marshal of Chaymer and Surah to the point, not that it wasn't real, but that our learning of it is so, because the amount of detail is, is sparse, and because the big picture of, of chet and responsibility are there, one doesn't necessarily feel grounded in the the, the particular zman and the time. Whereas in Parshas Noyach, I don't want to talk about Parshas now. Parshas Noyach, you have 
you have you have the date, the time, the the, the you have the actual uh, dimensions and, and and everything. Which again, I could see somebody, whether it's the Rambam or the Malmed or, or a whole group of of Spanish intellectuals looking at Beratius and saying, "I get tremendous musr from it," uh, etc. Or our, our, our friend, um, what, was, what was the fellow uh, Schroeder that you we, remember? We became friends with him way back when in Chicago when he spoke. Yep. Okay, was, so yeah. again, whether it's Schroeder or, or whoever from the modern people look that way, I can uh, uh, accept that. Parshas Noah is a lot harder to view it as, as as allegory or metaphor, right? Yes, <laughs> it's like the dates. You, you, you all of a sudden we need to know calendar times exactly when things occurred. Right, so that's a that's a much harder thing to pull off, and yet a Schubert Spiro, you say, and his and his uh, his Talmidim feel it must be accepted this way. And what was the reason why? Basically, because of science, they believe that, which is again to me it was absurd, because there's no scientific evidence for the Mabu. Well, the the simple answer to that is Lorraine Ueno Raya, right? Maybe so. The fact that they haven't found evidence for it yet doesn't mean that they won't find evidence for it. And uh, as the fact that uh, they took core samples in one area and didn't find a, a layer of a marble doesn't mean it didn't happen in another area. And it doesn't, man, it doesn't mean that even there, that which took place for only a year would leave necessarily a significant um, a layer in the core sample taken from the ground. Uh, but there are people who say in the fight between science and religion, science is given preference. And therefore, if we have a, something which is called a scientific fact, then we make the Torah fit with the science, not the science fit with the Torah. And, 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 and the Hiddish here, of course, is, is that this wasn't uh, espoused by um, conservative or reform thinkers, this was espoused by mem- people who are part of the Orthodox world, who are part of the uh, Torah Omada, who are part of, who have written, who have been involved in, uh, and have been, you know, uh, part of the rabbinic world as well, right? For example, yeah. besides Schubert Spiro, who used to write articles in tradition and stuff, right. who else? Well, uh, uh, Mark Spiro, who I haven't spoken to in a long time, but is uh, is, is uh, which which are friendly terms, and want to stress that he says he doesn't think there's any Orthodox Jew in academia who believes the Mabo actually took place. And um, I read the letter that you sent me, and it's very much Mark Spiro. It's it's like it's like classic Mark, um, and um, you know I, I think he's right. He doesn't really suggest. An allegorical interpretation. He just says it just didn't happen literally. He doesn't necessarily um, uh, tease out any great lessons from it. No, because, no, he, no. But he doesn't offer alternatives. So we can't just we can't be macabre with this option. You know, Marx is a very smart thing though in that letter, the one that you sent me. Um, he says that 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 in, in, in the yeshiva world, when he was trying to figure this stuff out, what they did was they threw more mafarshim at it. They threw more approaches expecting him to use his mind to analyze them, as opposed to when he came into the uh, academic world, he was able to like to, to, like to implode the whole question and think about things e- even in a bigger way. And I thought that was very interesting, you know, because, you know, my gut instinct 
what is to actually do what Mark was 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 trained, what, what Yeshiva trained to do. Oh, let's take a look at oh, let's look let's look at Kasudo now. You know what I'm saying? Let's take a look at yeah. Let's look at all the before Let's 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 be shakua in this in this Indian and be amused maybe by those who who find the marble significant. The marble not um, to sort of like lose ourselves in the thicket. And I think talks about that losing yourself in the in the forest, um, which is a nice solve and a balm uh, to all of this. What do you do? I mean, uh, you know, you're not, you know, you're not, uh, you know, you're the, uh, the choker here, right? I, I believe that uh, Chazal are, have mnemonics in history more than anybody else. The person, oh. And I am a believer in history over science. Obviously, I don't, just, I, I believe that uh, all of our Messiah and all of our knowledge yeah. History, not science. Science can only tell you what they know at the moment. They can't tell you even what happened, let alone what will happen. So, so basically, so, okay. So you're just reiterating what you were saying before. You were totally ascribed to that, which is, despite the fact that but there's none the kuda here. There's none the kuda. Okay, go ahead. The 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 so to speak heresy issue. Now, it's not heresy to believe that the marble didn't take place, but it's very close. There's a very fine line. Because the moment you say that one that this is uh, allegory, there's no reason to say modern Torah is not allegory. Right, which and is modern Torah is allegory. The whole religion falls. We know that uh, the Rashba has a chuba about somebody who said Abraham Yitzchak and Yaakov were allegories. Right, and he said this fellowship. I think you put him in right? So, but according to this school of thought, well, be wrong seeing uh, why an arbitrary cutoff between Parshas Noach and Parshas Lech Lecha. Lechacha should be the same as Nach. It should also be allegory. And why did they the difference between Lechacha and Vayera? Where Chazal tell us that there is, uh, uh, we have alternative explanation, like Eov, right? So you can take that position and say, you know what? I think that that opinion of Chazal is correct. To me, it makes the most sense. You can also, with the Mabul, say, well, Chazal say it didn't take place in Eretz Yisrael, even though Rabbi Yechonin says that everything were killed with the Hevel from the Mabu from Chutzlaretz, maybe, the, maybe the, that's just like it happened in Eretz didn't happen elsewhere, maybe more people survived than they, than they say. By the way, my theory is that the Mabu took place in the Indus Valley, because the Indus Valley is the oldest civilization. I wrote actually, a, 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 wrote this up. the Indus Valley is the oldest uh, civilization discovered, and it ended in a great flood. Around the time that the marble took place, so where is where where is the Indus Valley? Pakistan, uh, Pakistan, India. Mm. It's right where Ganadin was. So Ganadin was there in, in the pa- area of Pakistan, India, and right outside Ganadin was there where the Indus Valley River Valley civilization be, uh, be flourished. And there it seems that they were swept by some secular sources <laughs> that they were swept away by a flood. So uh, evidently. Um, Noach or whoever else survived, right? And again, Chumash says, We don't know exactly what that means. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, in other words, some of it might not be exactly as literal as the Psukim seem to suggest. You're ready to insert that maybe not everybody died, that maybe it wasn't just from six people or eight people that the world was repopulated? Well, we know that Og survived, some Sesichon survived. Once, you, once Chazal opened that door, Right, you can call even a Pandora's box. Once Chazal opened them Pandora's box, there's leeway. You can say, okay, they didn't say that. It's not not literally the whole word. Wasn't there? It's just well, 
might not have been elsewhere. But you have to say historically that there was a table, there was a table, and there were animals in the table. When it says in the Chumash explicitly, you can't get around. Otherwise, Avrami, Avrami, maybe they were, uh, they were uh, you know, uh, Russian dolls, nesting Russian dolls. You know, there weren't any real people, you know. Where, so it's, it's, the, it's, it's, not the, it's already on the slippery slope. And I don't see what causes, prevents one from slipping all the way down from there to say Matantor is an allegory. By the way, I, this is very much my sheet about the missing 165 years. Missing 165 years, I, I hold. You're talking you know, about, we, you're talking here now about Bayashani, about right. before Bayashani begins, uh, before Bayashani begins, we know that the, the records from, Chazal say 52 years, it doesn't seem to match with what we know from uh, the Makairis of the various dynasties of Persia. So right. as you know, you're, uh, Rabbi Schwab, of course, wrote a, an essay about this. What he said is also So what was that again? Why don't you tell our audience our great uh, expanding audience? I don't know. I think part of our audience has already left, by the way, because they're bored by what's going on. Here we go, Ed. What did Rabbi Schwab? What did Rabbi Schwab say? He said it was 165 years that Chazal covered up. Yeah, Chazal, and the reason was because we don't know. They covered it so well that we don't know. I see. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's awesome. of course, it's awesome to say that. You can, it's better to say Chazal were wrong than to say that. Because if that makes that undermines our entire Masora. I mean, if Chazal hit. I know, here's they, another. You're going to repeat the same thing. Once you say Chazal cover this up, maybe they've covered everything. Exactly. Once it, right. Again, again this, is, this is the typical, you know, uh, again, your arguments are, are sounding similar. But go ahead. So, no, I said it's the same thing. It was right. Right, yeah, exactly. So yeah, therefore, yeah. I'd rather say Chazal are wrong than say that they conceal things. Oh, so Chazal, one second. So maybe Chazal are wrong about other things. Hold on, maybe Chazal are wrong about other things too. It could be, but I'd rather they're wrong than they, they falsify things. Because Zio Fatera is worse than... Uh, than... Right there with this Marshal. You know, the Marshal loves you because you keep on quoting this. And that's the one Yamshul Shloiba that, that Bech offered Ken. That one happy Yamshul Shloiba in Meruba, right? How many times have you ever take the Sefer out to be Mavar the Sufi? Thank you, but this is very useful by uh, Marshal. I know you're yeah, yeah, this, That's the only one you know. I've heard it from you every single time you stood in mouth. Every, sure. It's always Zio Fatera. When I, I, I stood up for this Marshal, okay. Are you finished? Let me say something more. <laughs> that the, uh, the most secular history is all based on Herodotus and reconstructions of the chronologies they find on Persian uh, relics. No, nobody wrote in Persia that this king was king from 350 BCE to four, uh, 325 BCE. Or, or the next king was king from 325 BC till 310 BC. They weren't. They didn't know they were counting downwards, and they necessarily didn't really have a system of dates like we have it today. So therefore, all of this is reconstruction. None of it is based on a Masora of any sort, because even Herodotus doesn't. I think Herodotus maybe maybe uh, says something about the length of the time. Of course, Rogers was an anti-Semite. Well, well, Bear Ratner already said that a toast could have crept into the Seder Oilum. That's also a, a nice uh, nun bays means Reish nun bays or Kuf nun bays, right? Whatever yeah. it is. Oh, no, we don't know who was there. Were no, we have no record of any Chachamim who lived during that time. 
כל חכמים אומרים שאתה ביאב, אנרקס אנטרקס ונביאים, אז נחמיה, אנטרקס 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 You know, I know you almost 50 years. That's the whole, that's the whole Malchus Paras, you know what I'm saying? You know, that, that's the whole, the, the Tkufa, the, 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 the Neil made a big Nevoah, what happened in 50 years? No, that's not. A guy wrote a, a, a book a few years ago proving that his reconciliation, which, I, which is a very complicated book, I did not read it, but I bought it, but it's on my, it's on my shelf, that um, the, um, I think his name is Rabbi Hul. He says that uh, the Persian kingdom continued. After, after, after Alexander conquered Eretz Yisrael, he conquered much of Persia, but not all Persia. Right. But, but the idea that Malchus Paras and, and its in interactions with us was only a period of 40 or 50 years. And no, this it wasn't. Was, it was longer. It was longer. But it most, uh, obviously, that most of our interactions were with the Greeks. But the Persians were there, too. They were still there. I mean, Babel... was never conquered with the Greeks or the Romans. To, to say that the day of, Rabbi, of the Baal Seder Oilam, or even the Gemara Numa that says Bayesheni was 420, whatever, to say that there might be a Machlekes in Chazal, there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with saying if you find the Machlekes in Chazal, though. What? There's no Machlekes in Chazal. There is, a, I'll tell you where, where, uh, uh, one, one Shtikla Apikarsis, which, which I like, which is, That Navi and 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 um, Navi and uh, uh, the Gemara hold Chazal say that Shaul was king for two and a half years, right? But Josephus says he was king for like 22 years. So I'm going to go with Josephus. Josephus is a, 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 a contemporaneous with Chazal, and he rep, probably represents. But he was again. He was writing for a, writing for a Gentile audience. Uh, Tumor, was he have to write the Shmuel? It was 22 years. It was two years. That's not, that's, I think that Josephus was, was is, uh, tr- I don't know what he, about the Chorban, because that was self, uh, self, uh, One second. You're, in other words, you, 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 you're so embarrassed about Rabbi Schwab's statement, but you're ready to trumpet this Josephus versus Chazal here in terms of so I guard Josephus in terms of history as if he's Chazal, yes. Okay, well, let me tell you where I come in on this. I, I think you're being inconsistent. I think, you know, it's, uh, you know... Consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. The, 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 and, and therefore, you can just be inconsistent whenever you want and decide... I reserve the right. Let me tell you something. Speaking about hobgoblins and other things, um, as, as, as we approach the, uh, the, the goyish uh, of the chag, um, yeah, all I can say is like this. Um, You know, I, I didn't really think it's a tempest in a teapot, uh, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, it's, 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 if, if you about what? About Noach, about 165 years, about everything to do with history? Is what? Is it? Is it a tempest in a teapot? I, I believe the, the, we want to league in the Inyanim, right? We want the Inyanim to, to mean something. Um, if, let's go back to, again, if you, even with what we started talking about. The, the fine people, and, and, and Mark Shapiro and Schubert Spiro uh, aren't the only ones, right? There's another, right, our, 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 our good friend from Rationalist Judaism, is he, he's on that Teva too, right? He's yeah, on, that's what got him in trouble. That's yeah, what put him in he's, on, he's, on, he's on that, he's on that Teva, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. 
So that was way before, that was when he was writing his books about, he was thinking about writing his books about all the fantastic animals and the danger and the wondrous beasts. He was already being Magala in uh, your uh, discussions, an opinion that was also very, basically the same, correct? Somehow that opinion reached, which he was Magala in this discussion, I think I'm male Jewish, reached um, um, Rabbi Rafael Schmelzer, and from him, Rabbi Kalmanovich, and from there to Rabbi Yashiv and the rest was history. So really this, and you were, you know, this young firebrand. I feel bad, I feel very bad about it. So you were this young firebrand at this time, and it was through this. You weren't so young in 1994. Who wasn't so young? Me or you. You were quite young, young and stupid, okay? We both were. I was stupid. Weren't we learning with Hebrusa in 1994? I was stupider than you. Okay, yeah, but I'm willing to admit that. But here you were, young and and and, and fearless, and being involved in this male Jewish. This uh, that was the blog site or the website, whatever it was. was blog. That's where everything Jewish took place. Yeah, right. And and therefore, it was before the compartmentalized boutique blogs and and fancy stuff. It's like everything was dumped together, and that's where there was a Bechaufer and a Shapiro and a Spiro and a young Nussen Slifkin as well, and showing at that point that he also fought, uh, felt within his heart that you cannot, uh, you have to reject the, the mobble as literal, correct? I don't know. Well, I didn't that, at least that's the, the possibility of the mobble not being literal is, is legitimate. Yeah, yes. and, you can't, and you can't say someone's beyond the bail. Okay, so here's where, here's where I would like to come down on this. Um, the truth is, is that, uh, you know, the shy is what you get out of something. Um, you know, it's very easy to look at, the, at, 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 at this from a scholastic point of view. But if somebody learns up the inyana, if someone leagues in the inyana, somebody feels that this is Torah's mamish, Torah from the Rebbeinah uh, and, and wants it to penetrate within his mind and soul, are you going to call that person an apikeris? Because he, again, instead of thinking about the, the, the exact this time, like you, the Indus Valley over here, and Hararat here, and we're going to find evidence from it. Isn't that great? How about taking Limudim about what, why the Torah is giving you this detail? What is the Torah doing with, with Noyach as a person, whether he lived literally or not? To be able to take the Limudim from that, to me, is a much better fulfillment. Sure, that's how Rabbi Yashabar dealt with these things. Adam 1, Adam 2, right. You didn't deal with these things, though they're homiletically, and you can deal with it homiletically. It's not going to work for people who have spacus and Amuna as a result. Okay, first of all, I'm not talking about homiletics in terms of giving a drosha. I'm talking about, I want the Torah to speak to me, and I want the Torah... Right, so you, okay, so you learn Rabbi Yerucham on the parasha, it's Gervaldic, it's wonderful. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying there has to be or, also Dharma Shetashim. Right, and I'm going to take it even deeper. You don't believe in Dama Shatoshiv. Dama Lahoshiv. Dama Shatoshiv, yeah. Yeah, okay. Dama Shatoshiv. Yeah, okay. But wait, but again, but the truth is, is that, that, that if you look at it from a mystical point of view, from a Kabbalistic point of view, the, going back to Eish Levona, Gabi Eish Chayra. So every detail, which I was talking about being so weird and strange, is really a remez to some incredible yesaid, right? So a person could be steeped in, in, in Kabbalah and it really doesn't make a difference 
the historical Noah or not. Because what he's right. admitting- so for, that, for that person, it makes no difference. I'm asking. And, 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 and the truth is, is that if you get, if you get uh, you know, t- too heavily involved in where did the story really happen? Geraldo Rivera reveals where is Noah's table? We discovered it. All that stuff to me is, is baloney. You know, yes, no, I, I, I'm at an age where I want the Parsha to speak to me. I want it to, I want it to, 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 to make it part of me, right? Again, you're right. Apikorosim are going to be out there. But you know what? They're going to be out there no matter what. Even if you satisfy Parsha's Noyach with that. Oh, well, I said I did it. Oh, the great champion of, of, yeah, what do you know, right? They're going to find some other place. It's like the little Dutch boy who's trying to stick his hand in the dike. We know, maybe the Lubavitchers are right. The Rabbani Shalom gave us a, a tire with so much nisyoyness and, and, and to test our amuna all the time. I say, I say, look, yeah, yes, no. Let me just learn, for God's sake. Let me try. I'm 62 years old. I'm hearing Parshas Neich again, every year again. Let me learn like a big boy. Let me try to find what the psukim mean, al-pisod. I don't know how many years I got left. Pshat, remez, drush, side. I'm ready. I don't care. I, I hope I'll meet Neich. Believe me, I think about Neich all the time. And Rosh Hashanah, when we gamba Neich, ba'ava zacharta, et cetera, et cetera. But I really want, I, I want, I want this. And I don't just want the facile Musar Werther that the Alter and others said, was McKen Lernan from the, you could learn as a Musil from the, from, from the, from the Oyrev and from the Yoyna, not to be Choytev so quickly and not to have. Not, yeah, come on, you're missing the main yeshiva, the Musar from Noach, that the. Alice is in the heart. Alice is in the Teva. Everything is yeah. in the base. Everything is in the little Gemara box. Yeah, okay. Um. The Parsha to me is a, is, a, is, is a mysterious Parsha. It's mysterious. So I want it to speak to me. Look, I, I, I want to throw something else at you. And part of it is because I didn't go through your whole male Jewish uh, legacy there. What a shock. Yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've, I'm managing a whole great podcast <laughs> empire. Yeah. And also... Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, of course. The king of the podcast doesn't have time to deal with the, the plebeians. Yeah. Not the plebeians. You want you want me to go scratch out Altazachen that every look, you know what? Someday when they write the, the story of Bechoffer's greatness, they'll find these old male Jewish things and say, look where he was. He's like Zelig in Woody Allen's movie. He was everywhere. <laughs> right? He was at every critical intellectual juncture. Yeah, he was there with Rav Tedler and Rav Bleich. He was there when it was, who knows, Rav Shlomo Zalman and Rav Yoshev. Oh, oh I found my article about Tedler. Okay. Okay, you'll send it to me. The point being is, all right, yeah, good. I'm happy. Listen, it's interesting, and it's it's more interesting that you kept it and that you had it at the at your fingertips. But what I'm saying is like this: I had an idea. The idea was like this. I know the Chachmei Bovel or Makabel. We finished the Torah in a year, but the Rambam in Hilchas Kriyas Atayra doesn't say Medarfa Zaytan. The Takon of Moshe Rabbeinu could be Niskayim, and we knew this in COVID when everything was all Tzaflegen, right? The Takon of Moshe Rabbeinu could be Niskayim. With a Kriya from the, the Torah. You know, I, I sometimes feel that we would be better served by not having this misgaret of going through again. Of, you know, for example, I mentioned before about Barashas getting short shrifted. But also, uh, even, you know, you know, my Catholic friends uh, say that they're, they don't, you know, they, they have readings 
that the deacon decides or the, or the head uh, Galach decides. I think to myself, yes, it all keeps us the same. Lubavitcher is saying you have to live with the Parsha, etc. There's a tremendous, oh, what Parsha is it this week? We're all, but to me, sometimes I believe different communities need different Kriyas. You know what I'm saying? Different communities need a different laning. And, and, and the Rabbonim, and a certain thing, this is our Kriya, this is what we should be learning and being involved in. Um, and, and therefore, when you have a partial like Noyach that is maddening to some, it forces everybody to like, what drosh am I going to give on this parsha? As opposed to what does my kahila need? What sort of, what, what parshias would they really hear? Whether it's a, whether it's a kahila that's shaku and Lashanara to hear Sazriya Mitzray, I don't know if that would really help or not. But whatever it is, to, to even hear about, um, maybe even to, to chazer over, uh, if it's, uh, you know, Ritzichas from, from Parshas Bereshis by Cain and Hevel, or even to spend more time on, um, you know, on, on Parshas Mishpatin. It's like, okay, we have to work on Beiran Lachaveiroi. We have to work on, on Nezikin in this community. Let's do, we're going to do part of Parshas. Next week is part two of Parshas Mishpatin. And it would be beautiful. I think what happens is, is that we, it, it, we end up being part of this, everybody get on the Mizgaret. We're going to finish the Torah. You better get on. And I think what happens is, is that certain parshas get shorter shrift, others get too much attention. Some of them is, is going to be a milsa of side that unless you taka become a bakubal, you're never going to finish. You're never going to figure out the akudim and the nikudim of of of, of Yaakov and Lavan. Okay, you know, like, the guy has to remind me of our program of a few weeks ago with Rabbi Clapper about uh, the Nusach uh, and the. Uh... Ben Avram Avinu or Hager, I said to him. So you're the, you were the big champion of of the, the Nesivas. Was not going to change anything. What? The Nesivas was not. He's not going. He's not going to change it. He's still thinking. I understand. Just, just he thought he thought he's not going to win windmills. Maybe he's not. But you are. That was what he just said. Is irrelevant. It's a beautiful idea. But in and of itself, is Jewish. Nobody's going to listen to you. It, so why are you even bringing this up? I'm bringing it up because I want us to think outside of the box about it. And, and even when we're forced, Nebuch, to, to, to in this miscarriage, where we got to go through Simcha Torah every year, and we got to feel like an to Torah, et cetera, et cetera, that Lamaisa, pick, pick the area that becomes more connected to you. Instead of saying, and I know that this goes against Shnai Mikra, this goes against the ideas, as, like what Chazal was saying, Shnai Mikra, I, I don't deny that throughout the year you should develop. Let me say it better. Shnaya Mikra is okay. The idea that you go through the Torah to have the literary, um, uh, not literary, the literacy of the language of the Targum is great. But in terms of what you're Shakua in, you know, to say what you're still in Parshas Vayeshev, like what's going on with you, right? Right? You're still in Parshas, right? It, it, it's, it's already, we're already in, in Parshas Bay. Or, or maybe even to spend more time in, in, in Parsha's boy. Look, th- does anybody deny that, that the amount of uh, stuff that occurs in Parsha's boy is one week ain't enough to cover, uh, uh, right, or, or to cover those Makas or Parsha's Ve'era, right? It, wouldn't it be, wouldn't, wouldn't Pesach be so much more deeper and meaningful if we spent a couple of weeks, you know, five, six, seven weeks dealing with uh, in depth of those two Parshas? And, and 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 I think it would be right. Instead, we got to get. All right, show's over. Time for the next one, right? Anyway, that is my uh, my. That's where I'm coming from on here. And you're yeah, saying, Mazel Tov. 
Apicursus. That's your Apicursus. I'm an, am I an Apicursus? Okay. okay. <laughs> Look, I know it's not going to happen, but yeah. I, I believe we would have a, I believe we would have a, a less contentious and, and, and more satisfying Welt in, in that way. We should really make a list of the po points which are made on this podcast, which if they ever got known in Lake, would put it in Chayret. Yeah, I love Lakewood, as we know, and uh, you know, and I think we have to be we have to be ready to 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 at least suggest the possibility. You know, if you read the Rav Shtickel on, you know, we mentioned the Rav before. You read a Shtickel on Takonas Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, and he talks about he was very farchap by this Takon of Kriyas He was very farchap by it, but what it meant, how it was meant to influence Limit Atayra, how it was meant to, um, you know, and, and and I think that whether it's the Rav's approach or not. I think what happens again is that we have almost a cheapening of what Moshe Rabbeinu wanted, which is, you know, you know, either, either, you know, an excuse. Nice aura. What? Nice aura. Yes, it's meant to keep you shaku and learning. It's meant to keep your your mind thinking. You know, I saw a beautiful vart, you know, in my Mishnah Buru learning this week. Um, the question was, why is it that uh, the minute became to take out the Sefer Teira to be makif uh, an hakafas. So, you know, when, when we were kids, the, who, who got the Sefer Teira? The guy who didn't have a lulav, right? There was always some guy in the couple right. kids in shul who didn't have a lulav and asked, here, take the Sefer Teira, right? Okay. So now we're going to be makif. So, right, we're, we're trying to, to sort of simu simulate what was happening uh, in, in the Beis Hamikdosh, but why take the Sefer Teira out? I mean, Shabura brings down the Svara is like this, and it's surprising. He says, because really, um, the, the having the Sefer Teira, Chazal say, that if the Gemara says that if, uh, that if we learn from Avram Avinu at a Taina, so what's going to happen when the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed? What's going to be the Schus? So Kaddish Baruch says, there's going to be a Teira. You're going to learn about the Korbanas. The Malane Aleichem Kiwi Wikrivo Agabi So when we take the Sefer Teira out, the Sefer Torah is the Hechitimza for the Mizbeach to re-exist. So it is, a, the Bima, because the Sefer Torah is on it, and because what's inside there, you can learn about Korbanos, that allows it to be considered a Mizbeach, and now it has a reality that you're really going around the Mizbeach. As opposed to looking, as opposed to the, yeah. Sefer, as opposed to the Sefer Torah being, oh, we got to take the Sefer Torah out because it's holy. The Sefer Torah is there because it gives you the info that you need to go back in that reality and to think about, to learn Kachim, to learn Kachim, to learn about Karbonus, to spend the David Tzvi Hoffman time you should on Parshas Vayikra and all yeah. the Karbonus. Maybe Hirsch too, but spend the time there and then Alice Lake. Anyway, look, that's my, that's my spiel on it. Um, I do have to say, of course, you know, as we start our fourth season, could you believe that? Our fourth season at Rischo Dalaisa. Uh, the headquarters, of course, are not only, uh, you know, Rabbi Yosef Gavriel Bechoffer's wonderfully furnished Oitzer Asforim and Den, but also, of course, where we're speaking, to, I'm speaking to you from today, Control Room Central, A&H, out of Hillside, New Jersey, Abels and Hyman, an incredible, small, powerful company that consistently produces the best, no, hands down, kosher provisions 
whether it's hot dogs, whether it's sausages, whether it's pastrami plates, whether it's the chicken sausages, you name it. You have got roast beef, you have got pastrami chunks. There are so many inventive ways that this small company has developed to produce quality meats in a way that are a lot healthier than the competition. And as I said, Right. It was only this pausha, of course, is, is symbolizes the fact that the Bahamas that have been shochat kelocha are going to have an alias neshama milt Hashem because as they are produced with tachos akashas and given to you with tachos atam. You should be able to be mala them with the brochus and on that note, you should we should be zeicha to the brochus and the shefarav the gishomim beitom in the zmanim that from the mabul of Aish or a mabul of mayim and milz hashem tzatakef chaylikin mitten ganeden with sukoi social celebration vikedoyim. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week as we deal with the non-allegorical <laughs> aspects of the Tayr and beyond. Take care, everybody. Check it out. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 